go. Welcome to the 2021 team previews. This no, time. No, 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 no. Oh. C'est bienvenu. Uh, pardon. Uh, je m'appelle Matthew. Uh, je m'appelle Brennan. Mm. Um, ah, oui, oui. Qu'est-ce que c'est? C'est un problème? Johnny, tell a two Francais, Johnny. Oui, oui, uh. motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> 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 <No. laughs> it is time for the Paris Eternal episode. It is the language of love, and with love we bring great tidings. I cannot, I have lived too long in America. I cannot do it. You've French immediately accent. offended everybody in France because <laughs> yeah. while it's acceptable to what speak French with a French accent, what you've done is just speak English in a bad French accent. And imitate the French. Yeah, oui, oui. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, oui, oui, yes. <laughs> ah, oui, oui. Uh, uh, let's start with the Paris Eternal. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, 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 it's a Paris Eternal episode. Let's start with the London Spitfire. Uh, like, what the fuck else are we going to do? What did you want to say, Josh? They've actually become less French. Yeah, they have actually, uh, which we can get into. So kind of weird. If you pull it up, this roster. So my immediate thoughts when I look at this roster is that it is a love letter to European contenders. Yep. And for the longest time, yeah. there's that been, uh, you know, small subsection of fans that follow European contenders. It's quite sad. I was doing a lot of research on these on these games. I was rewatching uh, re a lot of the vods. Some of them aren't breaking a thousand views. I mean, you, everybody should really be watching Contenders more. It is incredible, though, because there are more than a thousand people who seem to comment saying, I, I, I know everyone Watch in Conten Contenders. Yeah. And then you look at the VODs and they have like 1,000, They have 2, no views. views whatsoever. So I'm yeah. like, I, yeah. I, I cannot watching? what me and the other 900 Contenders experts that now know about Dan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's... It's kind of uh, it's kind of insane, but with that being said, it does feel like a bit of a love letter to European contenders uh, because for yeah. the longest time, I remember way back when as well. I mean, there was always arguments of NA versus EU as what happens with any esports scene, and it was always kind of the premise that EU was better as a region. The region kind of got imported into North America with a lot of the players, um, but this is one of the first times in a long times so we're really seeing a significant portion of European talent just get directly shoved into the Overwatch League. And they're a unique case because it's not like this is an entire team ported over like in some situations. This is a mixture of a variety of different players from a variety of different levels of success from contenders, but the commonality being that they're all from the European contenders side of things. Um, yeah. I don't know where you guys want to start with this one. I think uh, I would like to start with the, the coaching, honestly. Because mm. I think the, so I guess we should talk also about the past. So Paris Eternal actually yeah. had a majority uh, European team for 2019, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like that was the roster yep. that they mm -hmm. started with. And it wasn't very successful. It was the most consistent team in the Overwatch League. They went three and four every stage, <laughs> consistently mediocre. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't do anything essentially all year long. And then they rebuilt and they added all of the fantastic Korean talent that they've peddled over to the Dallas Fuel. And it seems like this year is a coasting year for them. Like, they just want the balance sheets to be as like. light as possible, uh, I guess. Yeah. I, I think they've kind of gone for what a lot of... Well, I, I mean, I guess I was going to say what a lot of other teams I expected to do, but not many is, like, they kind of realized probably, like, after they, you know, sent all these players over to Dallas, like, is our, like, 
it, can we realistically like win the league? Like probably not, but can we put together a squad that we can turn around in a year and be like, okay, like we have like four or five pieces or three pieces we really like and, you know, add the next best coming up and almost like, uh, almost like do what they did again in a sense. Like they kept some of the players from their first season, right? Did, into yeah. season two. It's like, could you keep some of these players, uh, you know, moving forward and then go back and get some you, players like that are hot from Korean contenders and re recreate it. You're looking at this from a 2022 perspective. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking team. at you're this. You're just writing like, them off for 2021. No, not really. I actually think they put together some pretty good talent on this team. Uh, but I, I think actually think Avala deserves a ton of credit. It doesn't really matter how they do this year because the purpose is to build for the future. Sure. For yes, like, yeah. And, okay. and that's, I totally agree with Matt there as well because it seemed like Paris's model as a team, as like the parent organization, why they bought into the league was because they know that the French fans, fans are rabid as fuck. And so when you actually go to French homestands, mm -hmm. they are going to be at your back 100%. They are going to be yeah. just loving it. The crowd atmosphere is going to be electric. And if you have the French players also to be able to have that identity, you're going to be in a perfect place. But why invest in that this year when there's no homestands? So wh why not wait until next year to pick up the best French players to try and set a good foundation this year of like finding the best from Europe, which I, I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that for a lot of teams in the league, having one year like this really helps build a foundation for years to come. So that's where I agree with Matt as well. That like, can you find three or four pieces that like work next season and then plug in some more pieces? Staying with the Korean lineup, as we already mentioned, like that was not sustainable. Like that was just not the go-to move for this organization for different reasons, right? So I think this is also the perfect time to grab some talent from Europe, okay? Well, the most perfect would have been if London didn't uh, weren't in the race as well. True. <laughs> because then you could yeah. have actually like, just picked the crap of the crop from European contenders. But now you actually have two teams that were like scouting Europe for the best players in that region. But I say that because I think one thing that really hurt Paris Eternal in 2019 when they picked up that European team was that we came off a pretty weird phase in Overwatch in general, specifically when it came to the meta, because we had this like ghost kind of meta, and then everything sort of like centered around goats and like players built careers of how good they were playing in a goats meta or like a yeah. triple hmm. tank kind of meta. And we are not in that stage anymore in Overwatch. We're way more now in a state where if we play DPS, you generally have to know how to play most characters like the days of just one tricking a hero or playing like two heroes for the most part it's over there are some specialists yeah. within the league but i would say for the most part you look at some of the new talent coming into the league and like they're projectile players who can also pick up a few hit scan yeah, yeah. and just be really skilled across multiple different heroes like that and so I think what you found here in the European region going into this year, when teams like Paris Eternal and London Spitfire were doing their scouting, you had this entire like crop of just like European players who have now practiced this kind of Overwatch, like playing all kinds of different DPS heroes, uh, playing all kinds of tank heroes like Wrecking Ball, Orisa, Winston and Reinhardt. And then you have Sigma in the mix with D.Va and Saria. And like, I think... That breed that that kind of meta, like overarching kind of meta, breeded a different type of mentality and different types of players. 
And I think, you know, you scout Korea and like you pick those players up and like you scout America and you pick those players up. But I think Europe was prime to have some of these players take the next step into the Overwatch League. Um, and I think it was a really good time for Paris Eternal to start over and pick some of this talent up and see how they match up against Overwatch League caliber players um, for metas to come. Not only mm -hmm. in one meta, but like huh? many metas to come. It's a good opportunity for some of these players to just be proven in terms of... I mean, they're going to be going up against some of, I mean, the best talent in the world when it comes to Overwatch uh, in a lot of cases. Now, I want to just start, I think, yeah. but I'm going to just essentially brush over it being like the tank line for this because I see Dan and I see Elevote, and this is not a... It's not a playmaking tank line. It's not star-studded. They're just going to be kind of there existing and play in their roles, I think. Which, when I see these new teams that have been brought up, I want to see them maybe, I don't know. Yeah, you want at least one or two pieces, I think, in that particular area for the tank line or support line that's going to be, you know, lighting the world on fire, per se, or, or at least... I don't think they exist at the European level. Right, which is yeah. what I'm going to say. Like, they, at this point, like, they have picked up these players and they are just going to be fulfilling their roles, and which is which is fine, I think. You yeah. look at the players' careers, Elevo, I mean, he spent... I think a year on the bench on the Washington Justice because of visa issues. He went back into contenders, had some okay success, nothing fantastic. Dan's kind of in a similar boat, not in terms of being on the bench, but again, just kind of having middling success. He also got messed around from like roster to roster. He was playing in NA contenders and then he went yeah. to play for like a, yeah. a a bad EU, con oh, not a bad one, but like one that didn't really see much success when it came to Gauntlet. And so, so. Yeah, and so that's, that's why I'm kind of, I'm going to hold off on really kind of hammering how, like oh this 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 particular part portion of the team is awful because i, I you've got to wait to see how they perform in the rest of this team environment and the pieces that are around yeah. them because they do have some good players which i'm going to get onto now the support line maybe is the one that i want to look at because it's the one i think that a lot of people are really excited for is khan uh on this team i've yeah. seen a lot of hype around khan coming into the league as well unfortunately he's going to be playing flex support it's the role that's the most hotly contested in, yeah. the, in the Overwatch League is going to be compared to players like Twilight and Violet. I, I mean, it's a role that, honestly, I don't envy anyone who's coming into the league to play that kind of position. So yeah. even if he is, you know, very, very good, the, the kind of like comparison of where he's going to be compared to might just bring him down a couple of pegs in that regard. Uh, Another, I, I just add as well, just to finish out the talk on the support line, and yeah. I'll pass it off to somebody else as well. Neptuno is the veteran presence being added into this team, which I think is going to be the make or break point in a weird way for this team because you've got so much uh green talent green in terms of they're not they weren't involved into the overwatch league are not eco-friendly i mean they might be eco-friendly <laughs> well, yeah, they, they they're european you know generally yeah, speaking yeah. we recycle things That's like that true. uh but yeah it, 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 i'm not expecting I'm not expecting huge things from either the tank line or the support line but i think neptuno is the thing that's going to bring bring out the best out of this team if there is anything to bring out of them. The potential, if there is some there, Neptuno as a veteran presence, somebody who's played for years and years and years at the highest level, being up to some of the highest levels of the competition. If you think about the first year of the Overwatch League, he was there as well. This is the guy who is going to be, I think, I'm not going to say leading the team, but he is going to be that presence to explain, okay, here's how it's done. Here's what we need to overcome, this, that, or the other. And honestly, he will be integral to the success of this team overall. Yeah. He probably will be the leader of it. Like uh, like you mentioned, he's somebody who has won at the Overwatch League level in the past, right? So he can kind of 
run the newer players through just kind of like how to get it done. Uh, I mean, Neptuno was in a little bit of an unfortunate situation last year in terms of like going back and forth with visas and whatnot. Uh, yeah. with Guangzhou, like, uh, he almost had like a year off in, in the sense that he was just all over yeah. the place, right? Uh, where, where I think he's probably hungry to just get out there and play again. Uh, but I mean, when we saw Elevo play for the Justice, like, I mean, he's playing with like Roar, who we kind of know what he is now looking back did on it play? like was not the was not the best elevo how many yeah, how much no, did he play i literally don't think elevo played once i, I no you're what? thinking of low you're, you're thinking, thinking of low chips. Chips. Oh, you're thinking of, low thinking of, of course elevo yes, yes, yes elevo did, did play, play a ton uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, my mistake and i said but, earlier that he didn't play at all i was thinking of lol yeah elevo though did have um a period of time where he didn't he wasn't able to play last year right Am I just there was, um, so when I was doing this research, I looked. It does say inactive well, on his Wikipedia, which confused it, me. Oh, yeah, there was a period of inactivity. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pr presumably, when they picked up. Uh... Well, there was at first when they picked up Lurchus and Elevote, and both had to get visas, yes. and then they right. picked up Janu okay. last year. Yeah, they picked up Janu last year, which is like permabench as Elevote, and it's like cool. You're Korean now. I can't communicate or practice. I'm just yeah. here. What uh, one player? Uh, I mean, outside of the supports, uh, who I'm really, uh, I'm I'm excited to see in this type of position was like, I thought Oni God had a little bit of a bad go with Dallas, but I think from what we've seen from him in the past, like we know he's a better yeah. player than that. Like that's, he just got kind of screwed in that whole situation where like that's one thing I want to talk come about. In for Decay, he wasn't going to be Decay, like, and then everyone's like, oh my god, the fuels sting. This guy stinks, like. Oni God, like, you know, before that, like, it was always a question of, like, why is this guy not in the league? Like, he is yeah, very, he a very talented. good player. He was very uh, good. Think about yes. when he was fulfilling the role for Decay as well. Sorry for interrupting, Matt, but I, it, no, it's, no. it's important because there's two players on this team that I think had a hard go of it last year. Oni God and Tasuna as the two DPS. I think Tasuna, when he played for the Vancouver Titans, like, again, that team was not set up for success in the year that that team came in whatsoever. It was very last minute. And Onigod had a kind of similar situation where he was just thrown into the mix, I think, right after he's picked up and expected to pick up the pieces after Decay. It's unreal expectations placed from, on both of those uh, players. He was playing from Europe while everybody else was yeah. in NA, I believe. Right, yeah. and, and even though this team will still be playing on ping this season, it's only, or at least it's aimed to be, what did they say, under 90? Yeah. Or like at 90 ping is the goal? Um, and the other team will also be on a fake 90 ping. So the the fact that that is like their intended solution this year is going to set Onigod up for a lot more success than he's previously had. He's going to be on a yeah. fair playing field yeah. or as fair as you can get while you're online uh, yeah. against his opponents. That's That's got to be a better situation for him than playing on 200 uh, from Scandinavia while the rest of his team's on local <laughs> servers in NA. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um oh, go on Johnny. Well, I mean, I guess I just wanted to set like expectations for this team because we've mentioned all of the different roles now. We, well, um, we, haven't, well, we haven't we haven't quite actually. Well, we you know, we we got a bit around everywhere and done a little bit of everything. Yeah, it was <laughs> but, all over the place, honestly. We haven't talked yeah. about Naga as a player. Um yeah. Well, I wasn't going to grade the team if that's what you wanted. No, go on. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what were you going to say? Yeah. Because I, 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 no, because I, I think when you talk about this team, it it's, can seem a bit 
unrefined Pessimistic. compared to some of no no it's just like just they have a lot of players and you're like well this guy has to work out and this guy has to work out like Khan and Dan, like their new talents and we're like we don't know a ton about them and like stuff like that right but i actually when you look at this roster the entirety of the roster on paper i actually think that they've done a great job of building this team for some of the reasons that bren pointed out that like you have neptuno as a veteran presence but also i think the dynamic of this team they have a perfect amount of like consistent players with unproven talent that like needs to take take another step up in terms of uh their skill and like their playmaking to really reach overwatch league level so what do i mean by that well you have elevote as an off tank who who's like not the greatest off tank in the world but he's consistent he does a great job um and there was also an interview uh with fefe and Gerames, and they discussed it and they were like yeah elevote's just like this consistent off tank and like we love having him on the team because he like he can provide value on most heroes uh they said they need to improve his sigma a little bit but you get the point and then as matt brought up you have only god as well who is a really solid hit scan on so many different hitscan heroes like he's always going to give you value in that hitscan position and that's going to be very uh, important to this team as well and then neptuno in the main support role but then you look at the other roles so you have don on the main tank role probably needs to take another step up to like really compete with some of the main tanks in the awards league you have khan who's this just like powerhouse of a flex support player just like fragging and just like loves to output huge amounts of damage and then you have uh naga and tuna as well who like bit i don't want to say they're unproven because they've been around in like top contenders for so long now but they have to like take that step up and i think i think you have this perfect mix of consistent good players and unproven talent that like can take one more step up and i really like the dynamics of this team i think the scouting has been really good here and i think with good coaching I think this team can click really well and bring it all together and be more, like the sum more than its parts. I don't know what that's saying. Yeah, yes, yeah, but yeah, you get yeah, what I'm saying here, parts. right? I really think yeah. it could come together really nicely when you look at how these players like uh, help each other out to, to make a that great is, team. That is the most important factor for me, Johnny, what you just mentioned, which is like the, the structure and coaching. Like this team could be good, but even then the expectations, I think you brought up a great point of where do you want to set the expectations for a team like this? I think this team should be aiming for the mid-table when I look at this team. I think that should be their aim. Uh, yeah. And that should be the expectations for the Paris fans as well, which might be weird as well, coming off the back of that last season. You, I think you're, the expectation for this team should be honestly not that great. Like, if you think about the circumstances of how it came about as well, Avala, I mean, absolutely massive credit to Avala putting together this team as well as one of the sole people in charge of the entire yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the kind of world was against them from the get-go when it comes to the, the inception of this team. But there, there's potential there. I can see it. I can see where it comes from. It comes from yeah. the structure. It's part of the reason why I said Neptuno is going to be integral for this team's success is because if the coaching structure doesn't work out for this team, it's going to be up to the kind of players themselves to try and elevate themselves up to that level. And the thing is, they might be able to do it. That's the thing about European contenders is, you know these players are hungry for the opportunity. Oh, They've been hungry yeah. for fucking yeah. years. Naga has been playing the game since 2016, I'm pretty sure. He's been in two World Cups. He's been looking for an opportunity to play in the Overwatch League. He has been around. These players mm -hmm. have been gagging for the opportunity to play in the Overwatch League. And that hunger might be enough to elevate them up. But that would shoot... that In my mind, this is where the team should be aiming for, that mid-table kind of area. Uh, see, I would even say, though, that that's too high for them. And I would, I would say they can hope for mid-table. 
But I don't think that the fans should expect mid-table. No, I think the, the fans' expectations no. should be low, but the aim of the team yeah, yeah, should yeah. be at that mid-table. Yeah, if the think, ta- if this team finished at the mid-table, that is very good. That's incredibly yes, good. Yes. Like, that's unbelievably good. good for them. Um, but I do think... I agree with you, Jonathan, that this team has been put to, put together well. They've been scouted well. But I'm slightly higher than I think any of you guys on Naga. I think he's a really yeah, good think, talent. No, I think Naga's good as well. Right. Really good. But I, I think that they have two great talents and then Suna. And I'm not really sure what they're going to do with Suna. Because I think Onigod's already showcased that he's got a huge amount of potential. He's already shown it in the league, actually. He just was always compared to Decay, so he got a bad end of the stick. Naga looks, to me, when I watch him, as like a... a um, not exactly raw, but extremely potent flex DPS player who can play a huge range of heroes and can already provide massive value to a team. And I think that if you put both of those DPS players in the right position, they can be much better than the average level of the team. Mm-hmm. That, in fact, it'll be... Yeah on the tanks, in my opinion, to really elevate the Step play. Up. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, even if Elevo is like the very consistent player, it, you unfairly then put the expect- expectation on Dan as the main tank to like raise his level up even further. But I think it's about how the whole team helps Dan get up to that level as get well. Get to that point, sure. yeah. Um, I, I do want to say, because you mentioned the damage dealers, they did say the coaching staff in that video that Tsuna is like the go-to tracer like his tracer is insane and that makes um, no and they're sense they're gonna build, to me, uh, build from that have you guys yeah, seen his tracer like, like i was watching it and i didn't think it was that great but that was from like vods from a while back because he had that time when yeah. he was playing for the vancouver titans anytime i saw him play sure. for, for the vancouver titans didn't think he was that great either yeah so, I, I i he didn't stand out like the same way shockwave did when when he came into that team no but when i i'm i'm giving us the benefit of the doubt here i'm being quite reasonable i think in terms but, of but like, i could I can see them having him as a tracer specialist. Right, yeah? right. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I'm willing to wait and see. Because, yeah. Because the Vang of the Titans was not in a good place when that team was put together. Yeah. Like, they had just been they, kind of shoved into the league and they, they were, were in, left. They were in quite a similar position, though, to this team right here. I mean, the, the, it's as close as you can get. This team's going to be uh, playing on high ping. They didn't have a large well, budget to be able to go through. They didn't have a large coaching staff to be able to really flush the thing out. At least they've got some staff on the board similarities, now. for but sure. Th- this team has not been set up to succeed. Uh, it's, it's been kind of, it's the best uh, you can do. I, well, I think the Vancouver situation was worse because... It was in the, the middle team of the season. That was, it was in the middle of the season. yeah. yeah. The team that was leaving was beloved. Not that the the Paris team that went to Dallas was beloved. Uh, but what you saw with that Vancouver team was like they got second and they could easily like be a team that could win the league. Mm-hmm. I, I even think, you know, with the, the new Dallas fuel team, like I, I still don't know if that's a team that can win the league, that team as a whole. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're... Like it's a little bit easier of a pill to swallow if you're like, hey, guess what? We we've gone from a team that would have been, you know, fourth or fifth in the world to you know, tenth or eleventh, right? Uh, right? It's but, but it's that's not, not like we, I don't think I think even that is way too optimistic. They, they may they may even be lower than that, right? Like you're uh, talking you're talking about a team like the previous Paris had times where I mean they were. Most of the time, they were punting around the third position when, when they actually got good in North yeah, America. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Do we want to say like sixth, fifth, sixth overall in the world? You're going down to being in the probably bottom four 
bottom five, those are the normal expectations for Paris. Yeah. So you're going from like fifth to 15th. You're doing a flip of the table. Have we seen more jumps though from the bottom to the top of the Overwatch League than from middle of the pack all the way up? I feel like we've seen more teams that have been that have gone this route and seen success rather than just stick it out with that middling team. Like obviously Shanghai just both. completely Shanghai completely goes from only seen Valiant, to, haven't we? What do you mean? I mean Paris. Paris was like Paris? bad yeah. Paris was bad and then became good by was it, just was kind it of the, using I can't even like the concept of time uh, is lost these I days but was it that was it last year or the previous year to that because no it wasn't their inception year it was the year when they came in and everyone was low on Paris I mean your pa it's, your power oh, rankings yeah. were notorious for they putting were, them at yeah. 17th yeah we had like, people really were ripping you to shreds yeah 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 of course how could you forget that yeah. I just totally forgot time is but like this is a format yeah. like we've seen other teams do where it's like you know, it's it's way worse to be. It's it's kind of like the argument we have with New York, right? It's way yeah. worse to kind of sit there in that fifth, sixth spot than to just go down to the bottom for a year, find like two or three really good young players, and then just add two or three really other good players you find, and then just go for it, right? Yeah, and uh, I, I think they have the perfect tools for it here because, like, yes, they have, I, I, I someone we haven't mentioned is J Mac who's going to be the assistant coach of this team. Yeah. And like the only, oh my God. I mean, can you even understand what that is? <laughs> no. There are 15th, that... but I think there's some arrows there that might have them lower. <laughs> so who the heck knows? By the way, this is what it looked like last year. Oh, look at those eyebrows. Look at that Bro. mess of a human. <laughs> yeah. An absolute I mean... ogre. Not that <laughs> different from this year. Honestly. Wow! Very similar. Is that you. shot with the same camera, or is that a new camera we got? A new camera. Oh my god! Oh my god! It looks modified. I mean, it's just modified. Josh, Josh should pay for the new camera. If he looked like this with the old <laughs> I one, we, I mean, uh, he should be paying for the new one. Oh my god! <laughs> we recorded that in the upstairs bedroom of the old Philly house. We did. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean, I, yeah. I say yeah. we. I wasn't there for it. I True. didn't want to take part for some reason. Or did all 20 teams home, in one go? No. That yeah, was, I think uh, I may have gone brutal home, day. Actually, yeah. Um, okay, so the I, other I wanted to say about JMac. Was... Sorry, uh, uh, just to on, finish man. my point on JMac real quick. Just like I think we're, we're talking a lot about about these players that they have to take the next step up. Or well, I am. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. but I think JMac as well. The only real like research we have on JMac as a coach was when he coached that uh, uh, team in North American Contenders Dark Mode and he he like got popular for doing this like document where he just wrote down like a bunch of points about his players like a huge Google document with like coaching uh, yeah on, like individual players yeah. and just going ham and I think to Matt's point like you're in this position now where like you need to find three or four players that can carry you into next year and I think you have like get a mace who can like provide the big picture, kind of like bring the team together thing. And then you have J Mac as a player coach, like huge specializing in like ability usage, cooldown management, or, yeah, that kind of stuff, right? And I think it, really that's what you're just trying to do, like uh, find three, four gems on this team. And I think they have the potential too. You're in player development mode right now. Like if they mm -hmm. if they hit on like you know Naga, Oni God, and Khan, right? Uh, you know, you have half of a team right there that you think you you kind of you make the same kind of additions like you did to the Sud and the Ben Best and the Nikos of the world, and you're right back in the same type of position uh, yeah. as you were with the original yeah. Paris. No, you're I, not. Yeah, you're I not do feel far. pretty good about them. I also feel like this team is one that could surprise. Like they yes. could absolutely overperform mm -hmm. people's expectations. If things click, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and a lot of things have to click, but yeah. They do. Yeah. A lot of things have to go well for this team. And, and also, the other part to this as well is that them playing on ping, we have no idea how that's going to affect them. <laughs> True. We, we yeah. don't know yeah. whether that's going to be a massive hurdle for teams. It's, like it might be very interesting, actually, in oh, terms yeah. of... Or maybe it won't uh, make that much difference to results. But I, it, I think to tell. it could affect the meta completely as well. It could, yeah. If, yeah, if it Doomfist, could. Good luck playing Doom. If Doomfist became a part of the meta, you just... In, in those particular matches where the ping was going to be equalized... You won't be able to play Doom. The yeah. meta will change. I think there's some yeah. like issues with uh, with ball as well on high ping, or like stuns too, and that kind of stuff. So it, it, it could be a bit of a different game. We don't, we really don't know. It'll just come uh, down it, to yeah. watching it. It's also a huge blow to like the mentality when you're playing, because like if you're a Widowmaker or like an Ash, and you're like I hit that shot, but it didn't register, or like it seemed like I hit it, but there was delay or like whatever that kind of stuff. It's like playing soccer with a ball that doesn't yeah. have enough air. And it's just like demotivating because you're just like kicking the ball around and it's just like it's not yeah. doing what it's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. And it just affects the rest of your game. I'll say this. A lot of EU players do just play on East Coast NA. Sure. Yeah. Um, instead. Yeah. So, I mean... The NA not... players have started playing on career as well. Yeah. Just, I mean, the ping the ping difference. Overwatch is... How many times have we said this? But Overwatch's netcode is very good. It is very good. Very, very good. Um, the, other, the other point, though, though, that I wanted to bring up for Paris is not really one that sets expectations for them next year, but is one that I think is going to be important to their fans, is that they have become a lot less French this year. Mm -hmm. They had the opportunity to yeah. re-sign Ben Best and Soon and Nico. Even for... Um, even for like lower amounts of money or, you know, like the competitive amounts of money, if you want to put it like that. And they chose not to. They chose to go with other people. They they said that they signed, uh, I think Dan tweeted about this where he said the other players on the team and the coaches had the opportunity to sign Ben Best. I outperformed him. The other players wanted to play with, uh, with me. The other players wanted to play with Dan instead. But at the end of the day, the French fans are going to be upset, I think, that the the three pillars of French Overwatch are not on their team anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot less French uh, players in the league, and most of that is because Paris, the French team, has not signed them. I think you had to look at this roster, though, and realistically say, with, like, a Naga and an Oni God, like, you know, is soon going to start over them for the next, you know, two, three years, right? Like, is there a spot that you would play him at? Like, Definitely you the Tracer, wanna... I think. Probably but, Tracer, but at but that they do point, actually like, have a you, French Tracer, so. French <laughs> but at that point, that you may as well just give the playing time to some of the new younger players to get them into form faster. Uh, you forget yeah. that Suno was French. No, I just. Uh, no, the, you also not. have dropped two French players. Yeah. So I, I think that that uh, is important. I mean, they have won. <laughs> they've gone from having four to one because yeah. FD got left yeah. the shock. So that's. I mean, that uh, is a big difference. I, I, think I also the think the narrative still applies, applies a little bit. Like, they yeah. don't have strictly French players, but they're still like, hey, we're in Europe. Like, we're watching Overwatch League at, like, 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. now we have, like, a European roster, and we're coming to screw up the NA region. Like, I still yeah, think yeah. there's some kind of mentality there. Yeah, that's, that is cool, actually. If they lean heavily into that, I think that could be very good for their local fan base. Oh, mm. Overall, I'll finalize my thoughts on this. Uh, my expectations for this team are... At the bottom, I think, for the kind of NA side of, of, of the league, I think. Uh, I think it's rough, isn't it? it? I mean, it's rough, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, this team, the advantage they have over the Vancouver Titans from last year, the easiest comparison to make is comparing it to that team. But the advantage they have is that they've come in as a team early on. 
They're going to be practicing with each other, presumably right now. They're going to be getting used to the, the systems, the structure, the, the kind of feeling. They're not coming into this, I think, there's been almost enough of a break between last year and this year, such that they're not probably going to be coming into this thinking they have to live up to the Pirates Eternal of the previous year, or at least no, I, I hope they so. won't. No. Which gives them a bit of a fresh start. There's also the advantage that they should be incredibly driven to perform. And Avala did a, a, a quite a, a widespread trialing process, as far as I'm aware, in terms of determining this team. So it could be that these players were the diamonds in the rough. Like you said, I mean, Dan said that he outperformed Ben Best. Yeah, yeah. And so that is why he got the team spot. They wanted to play with Dan. This team, I think, could exceed the expectations. But where we, sh where we should be expecting the bar should be the bottom section of the league and if they exceed that and make their way into the mid table that is fantastic for this team so yeah. far it, it, it yeah. would be you would be ecstatic if you were them and you made the mid table yeah. uh, i think so yeah. as, as sad as that is to yeah. say i mean if the players or whatever the that's, staff that's watch not this that sad like not everybody can win not everyone can be a winner you're right yeah, yeah. but but i think you you still, as a player, you want to be coming into this wanting to win as much as humanly possible. Right, but I think you set your goals differently. You want to continue having a career in the Overwatch League next year. Yeah. That's what yeah. you're doing here. You're playing for your career and for, like, your reputation. You're playing to prove to everybody that you are an Overwatch League player and you deserve you this belong. spot. Yeah. yeah, that you belong. And that, I think, is so important for so many of these guys. Even for people that have had shots, like Elevote before as well, has just been... Never able to play with his tank partner that actually worked out. Uh, has never been able to play it's on honestly, a team that was actually to succeed as well, in my opinion. No. Uh, and, you know, same with Onigod. He yep. joined a team that was shitting the bed at left, right, and center. It's Had to fill in for a guy that didn't want to play. Yep. It was it was a big problem for them. Neptuno got cast over to China because Philadelphia Fusion didn't want him. Wasn't yep. able to play for visa issues. All of these guys have something to prove that is not just the team winning. It's for, their, it's for themselves. They want to be winning for themselves. Uh, I think that's going to make for, uh, yeah, an extremely driven team and one that can be happy if they make... Hey, if they make a semi-finals in one of the tournaments, they can be immensely I mean, happy. Yeah. If they yeah, if it's... they make, uh, yeah, if they make it deep at all, if they're able to get into the playoffs and go on a mini playoffs run and maybe knock like a good team out, all of these things are mega successful. Um. Yeah. Still a D tier team though overall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, way to bring it down. No, but it is. It's a D tier team with it a is. high ceiling. I think like they yeah. could be like like if if things go right. They could find themselves, you know, mid-table, making it interesting with teams here and there. And that would be an awesome year for them. Yeah. Also, uh, I think they've got some awesome great year. natural rivalries. They have, they have Vancouver to be able to contest with. They have London, the other European team, yeah. to have yeah. a rivalry with. Like, which can be the better European team? I think everyone at the moment is expecting London to be better because they dominated contenders. But Paris is, like, supposed to be a team that has been built to rival that success. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they didn't yeah. exist as a team in contenders. You can't tell me that you know how good they would have been in contenders because you didn't see them play. Yeah. Trust me, it was very hard to find the vaults. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, yeah, the, the natural rivalries are just present and there and I think they'll relish in them. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward, honestly, and, it, and I don't mean that in like a bad way, like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing this team. <laughs> but like genuinely, the, the, the kind of driven aspects they've already just hammered home might just factor in with this team and, and make sure that our expectations are exceeded, um, which could very well, could very well happen. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, cautiously optimistic, I think, with this D-ranked team, as weird yeah. as that is to say. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. also, yeah. there's a special bonus here at the end. 
if you're able to not be the team that explodes, you will climb the rankings above the teams that do. So That's a good point. Yeah. If you're a team that can just keep it together mentally <laughs> and in the server uh, and you can just perform consistently over the course of the year, oh, don't worry. There will be one team. No idea who it's going to be. We don't know who it's going to be. There will yeah. be a team that, that's supposed to be in the mid-table and they... Woof, they go right all the, the way to the have, bottom. We have too many teams this year that expect to be very not good. Them, yeah, not that one of them, good. That one of them will end up not being very good and it will drive those players to be even worse than they probably are and yeah. down. See, wow. Uh, I think you guys are being so optimistic and I, I don't want to be the bad guy, but I'm like, I, I, I think this Paris could totally be that team because I think, you think that, they like, could be the exploding what? team. No, not like explode as in Vancouver Titans, like we didn't get paid and slept on basement floors kind of thing. But like, <laughs> as in like, I, I don't even know. I just said that shit out of my ass. I don't even know. Like, I can't remember the article, but I'm just, I'm saying that I don't think that like, <laughs> the org is gonna do anything i don't even think there'll be like in-house fights or like anything like that it might just be that like some of these guys just aren't able to live it up and then you're stuck an entire regular season with some of those players like you know what if what if khan is not able to like become the flex supports he needs to be what if Dan is not able to play that main tank role good enough what if elevote is like good but not good enough sure. because you have to keep in mind that the, some of these bottom teams in North America from last year have taken like massive steps up. Like it's not the Boston Uprising of last year. It's not the Washington yeah. Justice of last year. Toronto Defiant are improving. Houston Outlaws are making additions. Like it's tough. It's going to be very hard to win some of these matches against the other North American teams. So like if you are not able to find your groove or find some of this talent in some of these players and able to get some of those wins, it's a slippery slope but real quick, especially when you're in this like player improvement kind of phase that we've said that Paris Eternal are in now. So, you, you know, best case scenario, they could totally like get mid table, you know, fulfill this talent, like relish in those rivalries and like the coaching staff doing a great job. But worst case scenario, we have to keep in mind as well, like, you know, some of these players might not be might not be fit for the Overwatch League. So I think no. we have to, you know, be yeah, realistic with ourselves. That's why the bar I think to, yeah, is on the floor. The bar's low. Yeah, the bar's low. And I think to what me and Josh are talking about, like, I think there's a better chance that teams with higher expectations explode. Like, I, I don't think this team is coming in with, like, crazy expectations. That uh, is one of the major advantages where, of this team coming where, in. Where, yeah, a, a team like, uh, let's say Houston, right, where they expect to be way more competitive than they were, if they're not, like, that's a team that could, like, find themselves, like, you know, in an explosion uh, type mm -hmm. of scenario. Uh, I would also say, with this many teams, like you mentioned, trying to level up, you know, some of them are not going to level up, and then those players that are good on those teams are going to try and go elsewhere. Like, if this team can show yeah. some signs of life and want, like, hey, you know, we have three, four young promising players, like, come be, like, one of the two additions, like, look we we want to take these younger players and build with you for the future like this could be an enticing place for you know some of those players uh for the future especially you know uh with a strong like coaching staff and managerial staff with the vala so uh, i think like i think organizationally and even like with this roster like they're set up good long term like this year just maybe maybe uh an ugly one potentially it's a bit like <laughs> I hate making these comparisons because some people are going to disagree, but it feels a bit like Florida Mayhem in 2019 when they made a bunch of like signings from contenders and like it, 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 was, it was rough, but like they, you know, they made some signings from contenders and then they built on that roster and suddenly you have this organization that has like 
great coaching staff, a personality, likable players, and like they have something going for themselves. And I think looking at Price Eternal, it's a bit rough still because they're still in that early stage of like we just picked up these players. But best case scenario, this could totally like become like that Florida Mayhem team that looked rougher on paper, but then the players just prove themselves and they just like flourish and become like a team of their own, really able to hold themselves. I think there's a strong caveat to all of this that you're saying though. And the caveat is that Florida did it because they had access to the enormous and incredible Korean talent pool of rookies coming in, no. which if Paris limits themselves to Europe is never something that they will have access to. I mean, there's no reason that they should only li limit themselves to Europe, but if that's the direction of the team moving forward, you are never going to find a tank duo that's as good in Europe as the ones that are coming out of uh, of Korea. They just don't. They just don't exist at the at the current moment, and they haven't existed for maybe even the past two years. Sure, like finding a gargoyle might be a bit rough, but or yeah. like finding an. You saw what Florida Mayhem did with like did with like BQB and Chris. Like they didn't think too good of those players, but they were able to like take one step up, and then like. I mean, this is getting ridiculous, but like you could find someone like Yaki, perhaps that is able to slot into a similar role, and like you got something going for yourself. Like just because you know it's bottom of the barrel at the beginning, like you can really build on that and improve. And I like I really yeah. believe in that. So I I, I don't want to like d dismiss this whole team because I really do think that improvement is a real thing in the Overwatch League if you have the right attitude and a great coaching staff. And I think Paris Eternal this year are in the starting phase of maybe building something good. Or, or like th Final they'll words. just do they'll just do exactly what they've already done is like after this season like avala could go to like some of the best players in korean contenders and be like hey look everybody you know doubted you know some of the uh players coming over to play with the european players that last time and it looked it turned out really well for them like we have a good setup here we have players who have already been in the league I know the the expectations won't be like crazy for you to have to kind of live up to coming in straight away and you can come in and make an impact and we can make a run at this. Like, I don't think that I don't think this is a, an org that's going to like reinvent the wheel here. I think this is just a year where they add a bunch of more European players like the first year they see what sticks and then they go back to the talent pool and Korean contenders. That wasn't worth waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm excited to see where we actually rank. <laughs> I'm excited to see where we actually rank these teams. Yeah. Hello. I don't know Hello. what happened. What happened, Kurt? Matt and Jonathan died. Called? Well, whatever. We'll end the episode oh. here. Thanks for watching, everybody. They can't hear us. Plat Overwatch. We can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can't see Am you. I there? But, yeah, I don't oh. know what's happened. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, see you right. later, guys. Follow Thanks for watching. Follow the Twitter. Leave a little comment. <laughs> I don't know what the comment can be. Give us your best French impersonation mm. in the comments. So you can use Google Translate for I this. I'll let, you, I'll let you cheat. Out of, uh, au revoir. <laughs>